Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey, Daryl Wilson here. You know, I used to care about my human friends, but those days are long behind me. Thanks to this. Large aberration, lawful evil, Aboleth. Aboleth works hard to relieve the worst symptoms of my humanity. Empathy, free will, and all my petty earthly concerns are a thing of the past. In fact, while my friends were falling into a moat and fighting for their lives, I could kick back, relax, and crack jokes with my two new best friends, Donald and Daisy. Aboleth is not for everyone, including those with resistance to being charmed or those who succeed on DC-14 wisdom saving throws. Barbarians level 6 or higher experiencing rage may be immune to the mind control effects of Aboleth if they read their character sheets. Thanks to Aboleth, I gotta watch my friend's son get eaten alive, and I couldn't have cared less. Ask your DM if Aboleth is right for you. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, actually a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about four dads from our world flung into a land of high fantasy and magic in a quest to rescue their lost sons. Wait, four dads and a demon, Freddy. Oh, right, right. And a dirty demon. Dang. <laughs> Excuse you. Four dads and their friend Glenn. Oh, my <laughs> Three dads, a guy named Glenn, and a demon. <laughs> they walk into a bar. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> it's unbelievable the presumption we have about whether or not a demon can be a father. I think That's they can true. still be a dad. That checks out. Thank you. Mr. Fair enough. Like, if tieflings can be dead, I can be a dad. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, a clickbait podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we knew what we were doing when we called this podcast what we called it. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close. Friend he's gone sexual gone sexual the, <laughs> he's the regular joe of the group just the everyman the audience surrogate if you yes. will he's the bard he's the rock and roll bard man with the big left arm if this was x-men one he'd be anna Paquin. okay you can't touch anyone <laughs> this week's glenn fact eagle-eared viewers and listeners may have realized that i laid a cunning trap mm-hmm. last week <laughs> That's going to be this week's fact. Last week, Glenn counted his abs, and he counted, if you recall, he counted to 12. In fact, I'll play that clip for you right now. Glenn goes like, am I back in my body? And then he goes like, let me count my abs. One, two, three, 10, 11, 12. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So this week's Glenn fact. Uh, he only count to 10. <laughs> Glenn has an eight-pack, but he also counts 
his pecs as his abs. Ooh, very nice. The full continuation. Wait, he has an eight pack, but he counts his pecs. Don't you only have two pecs? Maybe ten. You've fallen into my second cunning trap. (laughs) (laughs) You're correct. Eight plus two is indeed ten. That other two, baby? Oh, no. He calls them the danglers. Oh, my (laughs) God. The honorary abs on the man. See, this is what happens when you don't get married to Morgan is you just have enough time to think about it. Oh, my God. You get to the point where you're like, yup, this is it. I've been thinking about my cunning verbal trap for you all for the last week straight. That's probably actually my favorite fact on the whole show. Ever. That is a really good fact. <laughs> I'm in love with that. Hey, everybody. I'm just happy to be back in my body again. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Arnold, IRL dad playing fictional dad Daryl Wilson, who is a stay-at-home coach dad who became a barbarian upon entering this uh, whimsical world of whimsy. So I thought I would pay tribute to the brilliance of Freddie Wong and Beth May, who took control of Daryl and just made sure that I truly, I, I really treat what you guys said as canon. So Daryl indeed is very bad at math because he did go to Catholic school (laughs) and his high school Catholic uh, math teacher, Catholic math, (laughs) wouldn't teach class. He would just play Stargate all the time because he didn't want to teach. And that's how Daryl became a big fan of Roland Emmerich and started watching his movies. Why did he Stargate? And now whenever Grant and Daryl wanted, you know, kind of, uh, you know, play a little hooky and ditch school to go see a movie, they talk about it as math class in front of Carol. They go, yeah, I'm going to help him out. On his math class, and then Daryl and Grant go and see a movie. Daryl is a fucking coward. Everything's a euphemism. We'll go to math class, and then I'll drop you off at school, and then it'll be time for tax day. Yeah. He just lives, he just has fun in his life. I don't know if that's a coward. He just lives a lie. <laughs> I'm just remembering all the like things that, you know, like math teachers or even just teachers play. We have those a lot of muzzy, right? If you've ever studied a foreign language, you'll know what I'm talking about. Muzzy tapes. Mm-hmm. Stargate SG-1, the television series, is what that math teacher was into. No, Weird Stargate pull. the movie. Oh, the, the okay. Kurt Russell film. Okay. The, the one that's less appropriate for kids. Which was Roland Emmerich's, I don't know if it was his first American movie, um, but it was like his first hit. Oh, yes. Which also, by the way, I believe I first saw it. In school, also, because <laughs> huh. it's you know science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched October Sky. Matt watched Stargate. Dude. We watched that too. <laughs> I don't want your last. Is that Stargate? That's what he says after. He yeah, that's Stargate. from Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I'm Will Campos, the once and future voice of Henry Oak, Birkenstock Rockin', Crunchy Munchy Hippie Druid Nature Granola Dad of the Dads. And my Henry fact today is that Henry's also bad at math, but only because in the Forgotten Realms, they use a base six system. What? (laughs) What? So, so it took him a really six. <laughs> it took him a really long time to get used to math in our world because he was like, "You mean like there's like a I bit off way more than I could chew with this fact because I don't even know how to do jokes." You would underpay for everything. Yeah, he's an awful tipper for the first couple of years he was out here, and Mercedes was like, "You're embarrassing me. Why are you have to tip more?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "It's like oh, that's right. It's a base six thing. You know, that's I forgot." Actually, no, he would tip more in a <laughs> no, base no, because a base six number would be higher. No, so that's with a higher number, you would work. That's my second fact is Henry's just a cheapskate. <laughs> he blames it on base six, but really he's just a cheapskate. Oh, God. No, no, he's not cheapskate. Daryl's never had that elaborate lie, so you pretend you don't tip, and then you say it's because I'm from another no, world where I know base no. six. Henry's like, oh, yeah, worker solidarity. Raise that minimum wage. I will give you a three-cent tip. Thank you so much. Henry tips well. Will was just making a joke to be funny. That's the separation between me and the okay. character. That was an ironic dad fact. Now I don't know what's canon and what's not. Yeah. He tips well 
tell if the tip is a compliment. <laughs> I'm done being other people. I'm only going to be myself for the rest of my life. <laughs> I did have an actual dad fact, which was that Henry's first job when he came to our world in honor of one Jimothy Wong, I thought Henry's first job would be that he was a canvasser. Wow. And he went around, he worked for an environmental group that wanted to save the Amazon rainforest. They're failing. It was unfortunately called Amazon Prime. And <laughs> they got sued into oblivion. And despite the fact that that was Henry's favorite job and it was the one thing he could reliably do well when he came to this our world with no skills and no degree and no education, uh, he had to give it up when they got crushed under the heel of the real Amazon. Yeah. So people are like, oh, Henry, you worked for Amazon Prime. Did you have to like pee in bottles and stuff? And Henry's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah, love that's that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. All the time. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's it. I yield the remainder of my time. Okay, thanks. Well, my name. You're welcome, Beth. <laughs> my name is Beth May. <laughs> and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun fact about Ron is that his father, Willie Stampler, taught him an extremely important lesson, which is give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Mm-hmm. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Willie never taught Ron how to fish, but he did teach him that quote. (laughs) (laughs) To explain why he wouldn't give him the fish that he caught. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Dang. He brought home one fish, he cooked it, he ate it in front of Ron, and did not give any. I also have a feeling that Willie's the type of person who's like, you know, the lure doesn't make the fisherman. Like, you know, I caught this because I'm so good at fishing. But then, like, the one he gave to Ron and be like, except for this one, this one will catch you fish automatically. You're not good if you catch a fish with this. Oh. Hi, everyone. My name is Jimmy Wong. I play Jody Foster. He's a fun, loving, open, and emotionally available Demon. highway cop turned paladin. Are you trying to date somebody? <laughs> he loves to laugh. He lives, loves, and laughs in that order. He eats, <laughs> prays, and loves. And loves, yeah. <laughs> the reason, though, that he's so open and fun-loving is he actually has incredibly poor comprehension skills because he has a very serious case of ADHD. So he just can't catch on to full sentences and paragraphs because he learned, right, like, Okay, I'm always, my mind's always jumping to something else. I'm always thinking about the next thing. He realized that when someone finished a sentence and there was like that blank spot, he would just be really good at adding in like a, what? No way. That's unbelievable. And then just force them to keep explaining the thing. This is how I survived on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And they would just keep going and going. And then he got to be really open because all he did was ask questions all the time and just be like astonished or like, you know, very like open in that world. But it was just because he really doesn't know what's happening a lot of times. In Jody's case, uh, ADHD stands for a demon. Hell demon. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's so crazy. It's actually a dad. Hell dad. Thank you. Oh, nice. I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your dad. If I sound a little smoother tonight, it's because Uh I'm going to do what you should never do if you're antisocial, which is tell people that I'm more than two weeks past vaccine. I've been cooped up in my house long enough that I was like, I want to do something that I've never done before. That's drastic. That doesn't make any sense. And that will cause me physical pain just so I can feel something Mm -hmm. after the year and a half of being in quarantine. (laughs) So I got a full Brazilian Wax, and let me tell you. Wow. Let me tell you. Please tell me. Good night, everybody. Imagine how you think it feels 
It feels exactly like that. Of all the things that I've ever done, it most accurately reflects my assumption of what it would feel like going in. I don't know what to do tonight. You all don't see it. Anthony is like in a bathrobe, showing his chest hair, now talking about his Brazilian wax. This is it's a lot going on. He's he's all right, Daddy Master. Let's do this. High speed, low drag, man. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think that was a wreck me, Daddy. It was an unofficial wreck yes. me, Daddy, right there. Finally, in the mood to podcast. Not to get too blue, but too late. the bathroom situation is. You've never experienced anything like it in your life. It's like you're on the luge at the Olympics. It's like when you put that 91 grade gasoline in your car. It's just like. Yeah, it's like, oh, why did I, well, I'll never go back to the way things were. The front's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Don't bother with the front. Yeah. Just the butt part. The guy had to hold my hands down because he was worried I would hit him. <laughs> oh my god Holy also shit. the password for his cash machine was six nine and i was like really and he's like well now i have to change <laughs> what are you doing spying on the dude's cash machine it's hard not to it's hard, it's hard not, not to. to i was waiting to put my card in and he just Thank typed you. it beep boop and i was like okay Wait, beth had a question about your brazilian wax. i mean i have a few questions Mostly i'm just like i i actually wasn't sure they were like not allowed to buy. I wasn't sure it was like practice for people with balls. Like I'm not uh, sure. Like I, I had to just... call three separate wax places before they agreed to do <laughs> what? With balls. Anthony, if I, I called would... one place and they said no, I would <laughs> like, never call exactly. another place ever again. <laughs> I would assume. I would assume that I was on a watch list and like they were. Like I'd be so paranoid for some reason. I don't think it's like because men are gross. Although I'm sure that's part of it. I think they just don't have the experience doing on on the delicates of people with balls. Oh. I see. The weird thing is I drove there, I drove the half hour there, and the, the address was just some guy's house. Oh. <laughs> so I like text him, I was like, is this a residential? And he goes, oh yeah, it's a private practice. I'm like, that doesn't mean what I what you seem to think it means. <laughs> so I just went into this dude's house Wait, and was more you? vulnerable than I've ever been in my entire life, and he starts flirting with me, and I'm like, not right now. I'm literally on my elbows. I could not be in a worse position. And he's like, ha ha ha, you have nice eyelashes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how to continue doing the podcast. <laughs> I do. It's fine. I do. How he is fucking opening up all Does he have like a referral discount? I can give you that. I mean, honestly, he was very good. I was in and out there in like 20 minutes. You have to be if he's fucking doing the jewels, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's next If he's running the jewels, you know what I'm saying? So your 12 pack is looking nice right now. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. All right, so when we last left our heroes, you all watched horrified, other than Daryl, who was under the uh, the thrall of one of the Aboleths. Yeah, Daisy and Donald, my, my buds. Nice. You saw as Nicholas was swallowed whole by one of the Aboleths on their turn. So because we are still in combat, that means oh, we're still God. initiative in initiative <laughs> order. Now, that's it. If you want to, like, you know, do character stuff and just react to it as one would, feel free. But the first thing you need to know is that for every turn that the Aboleth ends with Nicholas still inside its stomach, Nicholas is going to take 2d12 poison damage. Whoa. So Whoa. I'm going to... He is healed to full, by the he way. He is healed to full. He has 30 hit points as his max. So... He just lost 17 hit points. From being swallowed? Whoa. From one turn of the Abolith stomach acid working on him. Ooh. He has less than half of his health remaining. Oh, God. Okay. So to remind you of the order, Ron, Glenn, and Daryl all rolled 20s on their initiative. So all of you go at the very top of the initiative. And then both of the Aboleths go. And then Henry and then Jody goes. So because the Aboleth just swallowed the child, it is going to be Henry's turn next. Oh, okay. geez. Louise. 
I'm going to delay my turn so Jody can go first. Jody, I can beam you into that thing with a cool feature of mine. You can get your son out, okay? And you can come busting out with him. You can heal him in there. I can send you into that thing. Just hold on, okay? Beam? What, what, I need your consent to do it. What, what, what do you mean beam? It's called hidden paths, and I can teleport a one willing creature up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that I can see. Does that mean I can teleport it into uh, the stomach of this thing, Anthony? I think that'd be the definition of occupied. Yeah, that's what unoccupied means. You cannot do that, unfortunately. Jody, never mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can teleport you right up to it, though, if you want. Is his mouth still open? His maw is like, so it's kind of, you know, chomping. The one that ate Nick is still dancing, right? Thanks to Otto's irresistible dance. It is, yes. It is still dancing. It's dancing in place thanks to the smooth beats of Glenn Close. It's like a mini golf clown. (laughs) Yeah, you just gotta time it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, because I don't have really a weapon on me because my gun has been taken away and I'm not going to fire at this thing even if I because I could potentially hit the child. Good gun safety. I'm going to try and dive into the maw as it's dancing using my knowledge of the beat. The amount of times maw gets said on this podcast is actually really wild. (laughs) It's shocking. So I see Daisy dancing after just having eaten my child and (laughs) in pure horror I'm going to run at it and leap in and swan dive as best I can in between its maws. It's it's sort of doing its thing. Okay. Like a mini golf course. Give me an acrobatics check. And play jazz ball. <laughs> you son of a... It was on 18 and it just did that little thing where it went boop and it hit two. Ooh. Two. Okay, so with the two... You run and you dive through the air. In sorry, this really quick backup. Sorry, it's a four. Oh, that changes everything. It's a four though. total, sorry. No, no, I, I just want to make sure because it, it <laughs> no, th- a plus. no, thank you for interrupting me when I was in the momentum of describing what Jimmy was about to do. I'm so, so thankful we have those extra two points to really change the nature of the story. I don't like mean Anthony. Smooth Anthony's mean Anthony. Dang. I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah, I sorry. don't have to be nice now. I'm aerodynamic. <laughs> I glide through the air effortlessly. I've lost all need for human nicety. I slide into trouble. I slide my way out. So you dive through the air looking badass as hell with your you know fist outstretched but you just misjudge the seemingly random gesticulations of this dancing creature and as you're about to go into its open mouth it angles its teeth down just a little bit and instead your fist just impales itself on one of these sharp teeth on the uh, outside of this creature and your momentum basically stops dead as you your shoulder hits its face and you fall back down to the moat but you're fist is still impaled by these teeth and still connected to the creature. Oh, I'm kind of dangling. God. So you're dangling. Go ahead and take a D12 of damage. Ooh, D12. Man, there's some teeth, dude. You're like losing your hand. It's going to be a nice low number. It's a three. All right. That's not so bad for teeth being through your knuckles, I guess. Yeah. So we could call that a move if you want to try to do something else. Oh, I'm going to try and use my fist because I'm just channeling adrenaline. There's a lot going through my head. I'm starting to hear the distant drums of a Led Zeppelin song. Oh, it's no. your maker for some reason. I'm going to grab the other right. One fist that, is that dangling. for all you zap heads out there. Just you and me. huh? You hear, hey, there, Delilah getting louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> I hear closing time getting louder and oh, louder. Oh, no, but closing time is actually about him having a kid. It's too sad. It can't be closing oh, time. Oh, man. Oh, no. What's hey, there, Delilah about? I don't know. Delilah? Some guy who knows a girl named Delilah. About virgins. <laughs> Hey there, Delilah. I saw you in New York City. I'm my dearest Delilah. Perfect character. I love this. It would be pretty if you and me. Hey there, Delilah. Yeah, it's like literally just about an incel. Convince me otherwise. That is definitely a relative of scam likely. Amazing. Like speaks in the Civil War era, like writing on the script. Okay, uh, so. With his fist impaled, he's going to use that to pull down and 
have his other hand grab the top of this thing and just like jam it in there into its like nostrils or something so it just stops. Does this Abeleth have nostrils? Uh, Not with that attitude. So describe what you're doing. You're trying to I'm just like, grabbing its jaw. I'm trying to open it up and then go into this thing because I have no other way of getting into it. I need to like King Kong with T-Rex. I mean, I'm trying to pry its mouth open okay. with one hand using this leverage that's been impaled by this thing. It's in there already. I may okay. as well use it to my benefit. Yeah, it does not have nostrils, but yeah, you can try to grab its lower jaw essentially and force its mouth open. I'm going to give it nostrils, Anthony. <laughs> okay. Uh, and to force its mouth open. So I'm going to try and get in. I just need to get to my child because Jimmy, the person, knows that he's taken over half his life total. And if we can't get him out, he will literally die in the stomach of this beast. Give me a strength check. Man, it's going to be really sad for Glenn because it's his kid. <laughs> That's going to be a 10. Oh, God. With a 10, you grip onto the lower jaw of the Aboleth pretty handily. But it understands what you're about to do, and it clenches its jaw really hard, and its teeth itch together. Mm-hmm. It's working against you. You can try again. It's not, like, locked there. But uh, for right now, that mouth ain't opening unless you smash the teeth in or find another way in. Well, it's your turn up next, right? Yes. Glenn's like, just throw me up there, bro. Put me in, coach. Okay. I flex. Hell yeah. Oh, hidden pass is a bonus action. Okay, that's great. Whoa. I am going to beam... Glenn, I slap a hand on Glenn's back and say, Glenn, you and that cop got to put your bullshit aside and save your son. Zap. And I zap him. This thing's got like a nostril or something. Like I'm yeah, putting a little him on shelf. top, right? Yeah. I'm putting him on like his face shelf. Face shelf. Okay. That happens. Can you three point stance when you land, Freddy? Glenn, blade stances. And then while still in the blade stance, just throws up because getting teleported really fucks their center of gravity. So imagine the blade stance, like the blade landing, and then just boom. <laughs> So you vomit onto the Aboleth and Jody's hand, I guess. And the Aboleth takes one acid damage from Glenn's (laughs) fucking stomach. Uh, No, it doesn't. It and the other Aboleth have still taken approximately zero damage from the daddies. Okay, so like, what if, I'm not even going to try this, but this is just a cute what if. Like, what if we gave the Aboleth like a ton of Pepto-Bismol and so the stomach acid (laughs) was neutralized? You laugh. Quick, conjure Bismol. But here's what I want to do. So first thing I'm going to do, and this will probably probably be more like a Henry next turn move. But first thing I'm going to do is cast Mass Cure Wounds, which is a fifth level spell. Thank you. I was going to ask for it. I will read the description so that you know what it does. A wave of healing energy washes out from a point of your choice within range. Choose up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius sphere centered on that point. Each target regains 3d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Is there a V for visual anywhere on oh, that? you fucko. Holy you shit, what's happening? Where's our DM? Fucko, there is a V. I don't v. like it. It only took 57 episodes. <laughs> v means verbal, bitch. It says verbal right here. I'm looking at it. It says verbal and somatic. I, I, never mind. I made the exact same mistake I made 20 episodes ago. <laughs> uh, still the same. Same Anthony. Kiss my ass, Anthony. Can your eyes roll back in your head in that case if you don't need to see them? Yes, they do. They go all up. Cool. I'm just trying to make this more anime, to be honest. So here's what I want to do. If you guys can crank its mouth open, I have a spell called Control Wind, and I can do a down blast of wind, and we can pump this thing's fucking stomach and make it barf up Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. Send Nick it's down? It's not like it's overdosing on the kid. It's having a grand well, yeah, time Yeah, but like, that's how they get clearly. you to throw up, you know? So we're going to blast a bunch of air down its tummy and make him belch up Nick. Yeah, you can definitely cure the child. Uh, so go ahead and make that roll and let me know. Nick heals for 22. Hey. He's back up to full. Nice. You know what? Jody and Glenn would be in within range of that thing as well. So if you guys are hurt. Hell yeah. That's why it's a fifth level spell, baby. Go ahead and let that top you off a little bit. Fantastic. Well, just for the safety of all the children listening. Stop listening, children. Stomach pumping is a suction out, not a push air into your stomach. <laughs> Can't you send the wind the other way? No, it's, it's a suction. What if you start it outside, sent it up its butt, and then send yeah. it all the way through the <laughs> there system you go. out the mouth? <laughs> there you go. Isn't it underwater? And water along with it and help cleanse that body in there? A little, a little anima? Food cleanse? A bidet spell. Ron, 
Glenn and Daryl all have a 20 initiative, so you can choose what order you three would like to go in. I think uh, Glenn will go first and try and wrench open the mouth. Yeah, Daryl's going to go with his buddies in the middle. Uh-oh. Okay, so uh, Glenn's going to be like, let me show you how to do it, you loser. And he's going to try and wrench open the mouth with his powerful left arm. Oh, nice. Okay, give me a strength check. Can I assist in doing the opposite pushing downwards? Because sure. I see him doing this. Okay. Aww. They're working together. Yay. I'm like, come on, Glenn. You can got you could, please. That's strength with advantage, baby. First roll. I don't even need it, baby. Natural 20. 20 plus wow. one. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Dang. Describe how you pull this thing's jaw open. It's probably like a crocodile where, you know how like sometimes you know, crocodiles like really hey easy there. to keep it closed? Hey there, croc. <laughs> oh, she's a beauty. But this is just the opposite. It's just like you can open this mouth really easily. <laughs> See, you, you, you wrench it all the way back to an obtuse angle. So then uh, I think with the mouth wide open, Glenn's going to dive in. <gasps> all right. He's so brave. I'm going to scream, get in there, because I'm still impaled. I don't think you have to roll anything for this. Yeah, its mouth is open. It's like those um, water slides, you know, where like have you stand there, you have to like hold your arms at your shoulders. Yeah. Like, are you ready? You're ready. And then like the bottom drops out. Freddy, wait for my whistle. Freddie, I'm completely <laughs> shaved. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so you worm your way down this thing's throat. And basically all you see is complete darkness and you hear splashing and uh, the pained grunts of Nicholas. And eventually you feel the tightness around your shoulders give way to an open space and you splash down into immediate pain, uh, which is stomach acid. So you go ahead and take 2d12 of damage as well. Shit. 12 damage. Okay. Now Ron or Daryl. Now starts the sitcom inside the stomach between Glenn and his child. That's no longer his. Ron scurries over to the mouth with the rope in his hand that's attached to the lure and leans into the mouth and is like, hey, Glenn, uh, go fish. Uh, no, I know it's not like a really efficient. Here's a rope if you want to get out, if you're OK. Um, anyways, uh, looks like we're really in the belly of the beast here, huh? Sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to leave this here. Good luck. I guess give me a dexterity check. I got a 13. Final answer. Thank you. So with a 13, you managed to get the rope inside of its mouth, but you cannot convince the aboleth to, uh, it doesn't go down the aboleth's throat. It's just sitting there in its mouth. So currently, Glenn and Nicholas cannot reach it unless it swallows the rope. Honestly, like, I'm just going to hop into the mouth and then feed more of the rope down, you know, okay. repelling. Give me an acrobatics check. 17 plus 3, 20. All right, then you can go ahead and describe how Ron dives into the, there are just not a lot of words for mouth, mouth of this creature. Face hole. Gob. Nice. The gob. Face butt. Mm. Ma is sounding better and better by the second, ain't it? <laughs> the eye to the stomach. Her face anus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. What? No. Ron takes one step into the tonguey abyss. Mm. He's like, I take one more step. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Okay, um, I guess I'm coming in and I'm here to save you, but like, I don't know if I can do the whole saving thing thing. So like, I'm just going to throw the rest of this rope down. Please be mindful of your hands so you don't get blisters, but just try to get back up here. Is it echo? Is the throat that I long? think I caught a big one. <laughs> That's what I'll say if you <laughs> if you grab onto the rope. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> big fish. Okay, so you easily managed to jump inside the mouth of this thing and feed the rope down its throat. Though you cannot see it because it's, again, pitch black. The end of the rope is just dangling out into the stomach, the acidy, splashy stomach of the Aboleth. So Daryl, very much like BBQ dad energy, is kind of sitting there with Donald, and he has just watched 
three of the dads enter the mouth of Daisy. <laughs> He's like, you know what, Don? I really don't think you need that much help from me, man. Your 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 Daisy's doing pretty. You said that's your first brood. <laughs> three or five years it takes for you guys to have a kid, huh? That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild, Don. Um, so you know what? It's pretty cool. Um, I think I'm just going to hold off my turn for a little bit. It seems like no, Daisy's doing no, pretty good. Do Why don't you that. let me know when, no, when you know what you need from her, right? No. So Daryl's going to hold on to his turn. No, I don't know about that. I don't know if you can do that. Oh, you don't want me to? That's uh, so cool, Don. You just let me know what you want me to do then, man. Seems like Daisy's doing great. Job. Okay, you know what? No, yeah, you can hold your turn so long as once Donald decides what he wants you to do, you have to do it. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I now I have to do it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just making. I just thought you weren't trying to just be like putting it off. Okay, that's fine. That's Let fine. me tell you, if I waited around for a man to decide what to do, I am putting it off. I'm hoping somebody will like kill them before. <laughs> also, if I take damage, I can take a save. But like, I guess in character, nobody knows that. In I'm- character, nobody yet knows that you are brainwashed. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're being real chill, Daryl. <laughs> hey, Ron, I hope you die. <laughs> Good job, Daisy. Keep keep at it. Can I do a passive perception to see if Henry notices Daryl saying any of this stuff? What is your passive perception? Because that's just a number. It's not even a roll. It is a 24. Whoa. Whoa. Well, gee, I guess then, yeah. More like you, passive aggression. <laughs> you can tell that something is awry with Daryl Wilson. Okay, I'm like, Daryl doesn't seem like his usual self. I know he doesn't like Ron that much, but like, that's pretty aggro. <laughs> Daryl notices like Henry like staring at him and Daryl just holds up a middle finger. <laughs> Henry takes, I'm going to roll four psychic damage for Henry. <laughs> All right. It is now the Aboleth's turns. So Daisy is going to sense that there is a creature, a new creature inside of its mouth, and it is going to attempt to enslave Ron Stampler. Ron, <gasps> give me a wisdom saving throw. Can I just like roll? Give me a wisdom saving throw, Ron. <laughs> okay. So it's a 12. Ooh, you had to succeed a wisdom DC 14. Ooh. Hey, Ron, sorry for saying I hope you die. Welcome to the team, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, I can say with complete confidence, I hope I die too. <laughs> Happy to be here in the mouth. (laughs) As you said, you feel for the first time like at home and safe. And for a second, you feel like, oh, maybe this is what. Oh, no. This is what Willie must have felt like in his final moments as he's being dragged under the water. Like, maybe this is your destiny. Maybe this is what you were supposed to do is be inside this creature in this moment right now. And when your turn comes around, it'll tell you to do something specifically. Real man belongs inside of a mouth. <laughs> a cross stitch of that one. <laughs> That's going to be my license plate. For now, just know that it's such a good friend of yours. <laughs> Donald is going to attack. It's like just Henry out there now. Uh, Henry's feeling a little vulnerable right now, considering <laughs> all of the dads just disappeared into this thing's mouth. And Daryl flipped you off. <laughs> so it's going to make a multi-attack. It's going to try to attack you with three tentacles. Mm. Pinball machine. The first one misses. Okay. The second to hit you mm-hmm. uh, across both cheeks. Which cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> I leave that to the, the audience to decide. Theater of the mind, you know what I'm saying? One of each, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you take uh, 24 bludgeoning damage. Good God. Oh my God. Give me a DC 14 constitution saving throw and give me Hold two of them. Second. You gotta pass both of them. I don't like this game anymore. Okay, so first one was a five. Oh God. Second one was a 12. Okay. How are we doing? So you are diseased. Now, this is not that bad. Okay. So first of all, the disease has no effect for one minute. So this combat is not going to matter. And it can be removed by any magic that cures diseases. But after one minute, your skin will become translucent and slimy, and you won't be able to regain hit points unless you're underwater. 
and the disease can be removed only by heal or another disease curing spell of six level or higher once one minute has passed. When you are outside a body of water, you will take six acid damage every 10 minutes unless moisture is applied to you before 10 minutes have passed. So that's like what having eczema is like. If a minute passes and you haven't used something that cures diseases from you, you will have to be a a soggy boy or you'll basically start taking a fair amount of damage. Mm. Now, in addition to doing that, Donald is going to turn its mind to Daryl and it's going to say, Sup, bud? Hey, hey man. <laughs> hey, good friend, Daryl. Uh, hey. <laughs> could you uh, go ahead and kill Henry for me? Um, yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. I'm, I, whatever you say, bud, that's great. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, how do you want me to do it? Like, I got, I'm mostly an axe guy. I do a lot of axe stuff, but like, I could definitely just like choke him to death or bludgeon him. Like, fist, fist him to death, yes. No! no, I think like, you know what? Not just axe stuff. I'd love to see you improvise a weapon and go after him that way. Now that you're all oh, rage, I'd love to see you use all of your attacks on him. Just go really rowdy, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. All right. So Daryl's like, cool, cool. Um, Let me think of something really cool. Something like like a really unique weapon that nobody's ever thought of before. And he picks up a big rock from the ground. <laughs> the old Cain and Abel special. <laughs> the first weapon. <laughs> He's like, I'm already enraged, but no, I'll, give a, I'll, I'll put a little extra rage on top just for you, bud. And then he gets a little extra more enraged, and he uh, leaps off the top of the, I guess, the moat, and he's going to kind of go and do a big swing and head slam with his rock against Henry. Right. I'm sorry, Will. No! Make a roll. Make an attack roll. I have to roll play. Hey, Donald, should I try to kill somebody, too? Daisy's like, first of all, you're mine. Don't worry about what Donald's doing. Donald and Daryl have their own relationship. You and I, you and I would go. Oh, sorry, so, sorry, I'll, I'll let you know when it's, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to, it's okay, it's okay. I'll let you know when it's your turn. For now, just enjoy the warmth and the dark and the quiet and the moist. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, give me a roll. Give me an attack roll. That's a 24 on the hit. Yeah, it's going to hit. My rock is going straight onto uh, Henry's skull. Great. That's going to be a D6 plus three with rage, and it's going to be a bonus action to attempt to grapple him afterwards. Cool. Okay, so you're going to take With tax. <laughs> Damn, we've done more damage to each other than to this freaking monster. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. Good job, team. Ooh, one, yay. So seven. Oh, that's not too bad. That's the first one. You did seven damage after all that? Hey, Donald, are you sure you don't want me to use my axe? No, man, no. I want you to use an improvised weapon, and then when you grapple him, I want you to just, like, push him under the water just keep him right down there under the water okay. oh yeah, yeah that's cool that's cool drowning's great I like oh that oh my god and my second <laughs> attack <laughs> I hope you like this Donald and I slam his head again and that's also uh, one plus three plus three that's a seven so two sevens Ooh. 14 damage ow Daryl, cut it out. Hey, hey uh, Henry, I hope you die. And then I try to grapple. Being him. a man is all about pain. You're doing great. Both of you make athletics checks. Henry, if yours is higher than Daryl's, he does not grapple you. Okay, I got a 14. Ooh. Ooh. On my screen, it looked like a 20, but it was actually a two plus seven. That's a nine. Ooh. All right. You know what it is? Henry flashes back to like some like Brazilian jiu-jitsu moves that like Lark and Sparrow are teaching each other. And he like remembers a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu maybe. I was going to say that wasn't the type of Brazilian that Henry got. Oh my God. (laughs) He's just a little bit slipperier now. (laughs) Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Rocket Money. Listen, you got subscriptions that you forgot about? I guarantee you, you have subscriptions that you're paying for, you're paying for every month that you don't even use anymore. Or sometimes you sign up for something and you sign up for something and the, the day later you don't even realize it. Rocket Money can cancel those subscriptions for you in a single click. And they'll even help negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. You just submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money, for those of you who don't know, personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place with one tap. If you see something you don't want, you just help cancel it just by tapping your fingers. And their dashboard shows you monthly spending compared to last month so you can see where your habits are, see how you're doing, see how the trend lines are going. They can help you create a custom budget and keep your spending on track. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddies. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddies, rocketmoney.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by KiwiCo. It's time. Kiwico. It's summertime. You ever do outdoor stuff in the summer? I would ride bikes. No, I've never gone no, outside. What, never gone. What, well, uh, not, in, not in Phoenix. Yeah. Did you bike ride when you were like out in the summer or would you just bake? So when I was in Tucson, when I was like bike riding age and yeah, we would just bake alive. The asphalt was so hot. And then by the time I was in Phoenix, I was in college, you know, who rides bikes? I do to get to class and yeah. to get to other places. And it was very hot. Yes. So okay. KiwiCo is inviting kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first ever summer adventure series. Ooh. Kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks with enriching content and fun activities to accompany each project. They have something for everyone and they offer different topics for each age, whether your child wants to explore space Hell or learn yeah. about dinosaurs yes. or learn about how dinosaurs were killed by an object from oh space. My God. I do have to say, looking at the KiwiCo website, there is a physics project for kids age five and up. That is pinball. Are you freaking kidding Yo, me? I'm looking at this marble oh, roller coaster. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and to stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure Series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where you build an actual bottle rocket, but not the kind that you light with a lighter. Help to turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. And, and Matt is the parent in the room here. Yeah. Keeping your kid busy and creatively challenged. Constant struggle. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to avoid those screens. Then you got it. That's you gotta, the problem is that screens made them. Oh my God. Really screens make it way. so easy, but you want to avoid those screens. So you got to come up with fun stuff to do activities oh and like, look, you got a whole range, but you know how like you think you're prepared and you've got like a whole list of things. You're like these activities this is going to last until my kids in college. No. You were now them by like age no. four. KiwiCo does like, like, all the marshmallows with no. toothpicks and all the all the like make your own water. But I've done all these things. KiwiCo's doing that legwork for you, so you can spend quality time just tackling the projects together. It must be nice, Matt, to be able to do these and just be like, I don't have to think. I can just play with do it. it. Convenient and personalized. You'll receive either all your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get twenty percent off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com/slash/summerdaddies. That's the best code we've gotten That's so really far. Good. That's really Twenty percent off your summer. Summer Adventure at Kiwi, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Summer Daddies. One word, Summer Daddies. Because you've taken your turn, both Apples are going to use legendary actions. They are both going to try to hit Henry with their tails. She's dancing, right? Yeah, so Daisy is going to do it at a disadvantage. Yeah, it has to be a part of her dance move. Yes. Daisy lives completely. Donald slaps you with his tail. Mm -hmm. You take 13 damage. All right. Uh, Henry's not doing so hot, guys. Yo, we need some moves here, guys. Henry, it is your turn. 
Henry tastes his own blood like Bruce Lee, and he's like, oh, he's just because he realizes his hands are all slimy from the moat. He's like, oh, yuck. <laughs> what happens if I use charm person on Daryl? <laughs> I believe being charmed makes you immune to further charms. Tell that to my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually looking at this right now. You can charm a charmed person. Tell that to my next boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to cast Charm Person on Daryl. All right. Daryl, what do you, come on, man, we're buds. This guy's a jerk. What, he's got you hitting people? He's got you going against your pals? Like, Daryl, that's not okay, man. You got to just remember who you are. You're Daryl Wilson. You're a great guy. You don't go hitting people on the head with rocks. You're like a, a tender, loving husband to you, oh, your wonderful wife and your beautiful son. Think of your son, Daryl. I mean, Donald's pretty rad. It's a DC 17 saving throw for wisdom. I got three. That's great. Wait, does that mean I'm... It means you're also charmed by Henry. You are now charmed by both Henry and Donald simultaneously. You really like both <laughs> of them. Love triangle. We'll do anything to make these two people happy. Henry, I miss my boy. I miss my dad. I miss I miss Carol. She died. She died. And Donald. Hey, Donald. You got me my wife sometime, man. Carol's great, <laughs> but she's dead. Wait, is Carol dead? Right, I started Carol's hugging dead? Uh, Henry. What are you talking Peyton's about? like, Carol's not dead. Yeah. She's hey, a mummy. Carol's not dead. You're talking nonsense. Does Daryl think Carol's dead? I mean, I buried her. If we don't get out, she's dead. Hayden's just shouting. Like, just chill, baby. Just chill. It's all good. It's all good. Henry, I know you don't think Carol's dead, but I saw a primer. And even though it hasn't happened yet, but it did happen before, like, it's it's all the same. There's more of her or something. I don't know. Okay, uncharm him. Give him back to the... (laughs) (laughs) Undo, undo, undo. Okay, well, I guess that's my turn. Can I tell Daryl to do something? On his turn, both you and uh, Donald will tell him to do something. And we'll both roll to see which one he listens to. Like at home with Gran and Carol. So it's like Airbus. <laughs> uh, Jody, it is your turn. Come on in, Jimmy. Let's just bust this thing open from the inside. So I cross my arms in front, preparing to enter into the mm, gaping single nostril with teeth hole of this creature. And I point my feet down like I'm ready to go on the water slide because I saw Glenn do it. And deep down, Jody was like, it's like Tom Cruise doing a halo dive. <laughs> Jimmy, real quick. Would you say that swoop swoop is the sound of the police? Oh, my God. <laughs> would you say that this fight makes you want to swoop? It is as this cop is going into the belly of one abalone. OK, so give me an acrobatics check. Next time on Dungeons and Daddy, Jimmy rolled a four. <laughs> so with a four, you managed to jump into just the mouth of the creature. You're with me. So you basically land in front of Ron Stampler. I go, hey, Ron. Hey. So you're inside its mouth. Ron's people's look a little bit dilated. You just barely got a couple of feet in there. But you think you're a big man now that you're in a mouth like me. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I just stare at Ron and go, could you help me get in here? And I point down. No. <laughs> I'm going to grab the rope and be like, I think he's shoveling it in too slow. So I'm going to use that and attempt to, again, dive into the belly of the beast itself. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we'll basically call that a sprint. So, yeah, you successfully managed to worm your way down the esophagus, holding on to one end of the rope and splash. You land inside the belly. It's pitch black, but you're holding on to the rope and you feel yourself inside the stomach. I forgot the two people inside the stomach when the Apolis term was done have to take 2d12 damage. So, Glenn, go ahead and take 2d12 damage. Got it. Nicholas takes uh, 20 damage. Ooh. Wait, so he's at 10 then? Yes, he is at 10. I take 17 damage. So now we're at the back of the top of the order, and Daisy whispers to you, Ron, and she goes, Ron, Ron, are you there? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, Daisy. 
It's me, Ron. Do you know what would make me really happy? If I killed somebody? Well, specifically, if you could cut that rope. Oh, okay. shit. If you could just take one of your little razor-sharp business cards and just slice right through that rope for me. Okay. Oh, no. That would just be divine. I'm going to cut it real good for you, but mm. business cards, those are, those are dull. I've got something real sharp. I take out the cantana of Kant. Ooh. And it's like, oh, hello. What are we doing? Oh, it's dark. Uh, hey, so I'm here... I'm gonna kill a lot of people. Oh, don't do that. That's okay, because that's what men do. And uh, I'm here, I'm a man. Uh, I, 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 men do not have to do this thing. You're going to have to convince me. If this is going to kill people, you're going to have to convince me that this is a reasonable course of action. Well, Daisy, It's a persuasion check or something. Well, while you convince me that it's not. So... You know, if we're doing business here... Well, uh, there are several reasons not to kill your friends. One, they are your friends. Two, it appears you are currently under mind control by a creature who bears your ill intent. What? And uh, three, you will require the, the consent of me, moi, yeah, moi, a German word, to uh, <laughs> cut this rope. And uh, currently, I do, I do not consent to this. So uh, uh, this is going to be uh, pretty difficult for you to make this work, my friend. Mein Freund. Um. So go ahead, and if you want to, roll persuasion. I feel like with disadvantage because this is a yeah. clear cut a case of you shouldn't do this as is humanly possible. 16 plus. Uh oh. Oh, shit. You, you said 16? Plus zero, yeah. 16 plus zero. Yeah, you know what? What the hell? Let's go for it. Fuck it. And <laughs> oh, the, the katana slices through the rope, and Jody, inside the stomach, you feel all of a sudden the rope loses all tension, and you, wah, and you plummet down into the uh, the stomach, and you take 2d12 acid oh, damage. So and the katana goes, oh, yeah, that was fucking lit. That was cool as hell. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so in conclusion, even Who's though Who's this I'm, Daisy? She sounds tight. Yes. She's really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I under mind control? Maybe, but it feels great. Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I take 12 damage. Okay, that's not so bad. And so Daisy says, That's great, Ron. Just go ahead and stay there. Just use your whole move. Just stay in the mouth. Just make sure nobody gets out. If anybody tries to get out through the mouth, just make sure and hit him with that katana who's now on my side. So that's, that's great. I'll tell him, real men stay in the mouth. <laughs> that is exactly something you should say to people and something we should have on shirts. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. Now, Glenn or Daryl, it is your turn. I think there should be a roll. If Donald wins the charm, I think Daryl would try to go first. We have a charm off. Charm off. We will have a charm off. So we'll just do a d20 roll and then add your wisdom modifier. Or it's actually your charisma modifier, obviously. Yeah, so Donald got a 16. Natural fucking 20. Yes. Oh. Delightful. What do you say that so clearly pierces through the veil of the Abuleth's mind control that it reaches Daryl? I say, Daryl, it's just like in Jack Reacher. It's like everyone wants to tell Jack Reacher what to do, but Jack Reacher's got to make up his own mind, you know? I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do. You're just like Jack Reacher. You're like, you're your own man, you know? So just think about what Jack Reacher would do and do that. I put my hand out and I shake Henry's hand and I give him a big hug. And I say, God, I miss watching Jack Reacher, man. When this is done, me and you, we got to watch a Jack Reacher movie. I'm not crazy about Jack Reacher <laughs> as not. a general thing, but you know, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I, you watch it and I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll be there, but I don't know. I'm going to try not to enjoy the violence. Daryl can't help but oh, wonder God. if maybe Donald likes watching Jack Reacher movies. <laughs> you immediately feel a voice in your head. that's like, Hey man, I don't know what Jack Reacher is, but it sounds like my cup of tea. Get out my head. <laughs> All right, Glenn, you should go first, totally. You, you got to save your son, man. 
I want to cast Dissonant Whispers on the Aboleth I'm inside of. If it fails on this Wisdom saving throw, it must immediately use this reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from you. I want to argue that that means it would throw us up. Mm. Damn. It would certainly try to expel you from its body. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, what direction? <laughs> uh, I think it's easier to vomit on command than it is to shit, so I do think vomiting would happen. It depends on the person. I mean, no, one's a bigger hole out through the mouth than it is. Speak for yourself, Chad. I don't know if that's the logic I would use. While I'm in there, I'm going to grab Nicholas, Nick, and hold <laughs> Did you say speak for yourself on which is the bigger <laughs> hole? I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers. I whisper Discord and Melody. Only one creature of my choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain, obviously. Uh, Daisy. Where did the stomach off, right? You were in Daisy, yes. And then I'm going to go, ooh, wah! <laughs> you must make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom 17. A 17? I'm sorry, you got a 19. Oh! I mean, can I help bolster the roll in any way if I realize that his ooh, ah, ah, wasn't enough, but I understand what he's doing. Yeah, you know what? I like that. I like that you're helping him out. So yeah, why don't we say You're gonna it? like harmonize with it, Jimmy. Just like in the Down with the Sickness song. Yeah, just like Down with the Sickness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Down with the Sickness was a two-part harmony. If you can harmonize with Freddy in real life right now, then Glenn will get another attempt at Dissonant Whispers. Uh-oh. This might awaken something in Ooh. me. Ah, I'm just gonna do an octave, Jimmy. Ooh. That's it? You're just doing that? Three, two, one, harmonize. I'm pretty sure that was not harmonizing. It was! <laughs> well, pretty good. <laughs> Tell it to the judge, which is me, and the judge does not care that much. Damn. <laughs> Jimmy, just go the third yeah, up! Just go one too. third up! I think you tried. I think you could hear it through the darkness of this belly, but the splishing and the splashing of the stomach acid just makes it a little bit hard to harmonize. My only move then will be to put Nick on my shoulder so he's out of the acid. <gasps> just like the grandma in Dante's Peak. Oh, oh yes. my God. Yes, I'm going to Dante's Peak it. That's great. Can we take a quick, like, just pause, speaking of harmonizing, to remember that in Dante's Peak, when they are rowing across the lake oh of acid, gosh. for some reason, they had the wherewithal to start singing row, row, row your boat in a round. That's right. In a round. I lost my goddamn mind. Like, yeah, you're like, you're doing it in a I couldn't. I can't. Ugh. Perfect movie. Let's say that by putting Nicholas on your shoulders, his weight pushes you a little bit deeper into the bottom Ooh. of the stomach and you're going to take 3d12 damage from Ooh. the acid instead of just 2d12. Since it did succeed, it still takes half as much damage from Dissonant Whispers. Okay. So that's going to be half of 3d6. Psychic damage. Is that the first damage we've done against it? Yes. 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 So you've done a full six damage to this oh, abolith. To one Go of the team. two aboliths. To one of the Mission two aboliths. accomplished. Because you finished that turn and the abolith has now taken six whole damage. It is going to spend one of its legendary actions, or I guess both of the Apples are going to spend their legendary actions to once again try to hit Henry with their tails. Fucking hell. I'm sorry that you're the only one that's not on their team right now. I haven't even had time to fucking wild shape. God damn it. So only one of them hits you. Okay. Uh, so it's going to do 12 damage to you. Okay. As the tail comes, I go... Let me uh, do a little, I don't know, some sort of pun about reaching and Jack Reacher. I I, I reduce his damage. Okay. Because I'm on his team now. Cool. You say, Henry, I'm going to protect you or die trying. The second Jack Reacher book by Lee Child. <laughs> nice. How much do you reduce it by? That's minus 10. I take two damage? Great. Yes. Wow. It's been a real roller coaster. But yeah, I really think if you just gave Jack Reacher a shot, you, we could have a good, like, I'm just saying, I'll cook a veggie patty and we watch that flick. Uh, all right. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, I should be open-minded about about media. So I'll give it a shot, but, you know, as long as you're open-minded about any questions or criticisms I have about the film, Daryl. We don't got to watch it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn, Daryl. Hey, Peyton, buddy, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, Peyton should try and slap Daryl like, back into reality Where here. have you been, bud? I mean, you, you always ask me to not get involved in the fights and to stay safe, so I've been hiding behind this bush. I've been hanging out. I always want to get rowdy, but you always try to stop me. You want me to get rowdy? Do you want me to jump in? Nah, it didn't work well for the other kid. He's just staying there. That's a good plan. Good job, All bud. Alright, well then don't be judgy. Hey, Peyton, throw a rock at him. It'll be funny. I bet you, I bet oh, you yeah. throw a rock at me, bud. I bet you can't hit him. Oh, you think I can't? You think I can't? Oh, oh, I hold you. my turn for Peyton's turn, so Peyton can throw a rock oh, at him. Oh, there's gonna be egg on your face, Mr. Oak. Ooh. Ooh. He rolls a four. <laughs> <laughs> he throws a rock and it sails completely over your left shoulder and without missing a beat he's like first one's a warning <laughs> it's all good bud you haven't had a lot of time to play catch we'll play catch when this is all done well I mean Henry you gotta tell me what to do bud kick that thing's ass Daryl go smack cut a big hole in its stomach cool 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 and I point at Daisy yeah I'm just gonna fucking swing at this thing yeah I roll a 15 on the first hit that is going to just barely deflect off of its chitinous shell son of a bitch and then i turn around and i swing again okay oh man i got 12 darn oh it henry sorry God. i just freaking rusty right now donald's like i see what you're doing keep it up man i look keep at a fancy but even your old even big boy daryl here just misses sometimes the aboleth that was dancing on the end of its turn it actually did successfully save so it's no longer dancing oh man so with daryl's turn done Shit. it's going to spend its last legendary action of the go around daisy and donald are both going to try to attack henry oh man so i have exceptionally bad news oh boy they both hit so one hits and the other crits oh my god so you are oh gonna boy. take 96 plus 96 uh, i'm sorry each hit is 3d6 and then plus five so it's gonna be 96 plus five. Oh my so gosh. you take 27 damage all right well henry uh goes down and i believe is in water so that's probably not great shit so yes henry unfortunately goes unconscious in water and now it is the two Aboleth's turns. So Daisy, uh, now free of the dancing, sees Daryl's, uh, I guess, divided loyalties. It shrugs as much as an Aboleth is capable of doing so. Daisy is going to dive into the water and just spend her whole turn just dashing away from Daryl and Henry. So if you imagine the moat as a circle encircling Book Castle and you all are at midnight, basically... Daisy dashes all the way to nine o'clock. Oh, my God. Uh, so oh you'll have to God. take a full dash, essentially, to reach her if you are outside of Daisy. If I was leaping with the axe, I probably landed on Daisy and was, like, swinging my axe at her. Can I roll, like, a dexterity or something to try to hang on? Sure, but since you actually missed your attacks, why don't you roll that dexterity with disadvantage? First one's an 11. Not great. Second one's a 10, and I get plus three for... This is not a dex save, is it? So it's a 10. Oof. A 10, it bucks you off the second it starts swimming in the other direction. I hit the water, and I watch it go, and then a rock hits my head, and I go, good job, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, baby. I told you I'd do it. Okay, so... Oh, God, this is awful. Donald is going to dive into the water... And not even have to roll for it because Henry is unconscious. It's just going to open its whole mouth and just and just swallow Henry down into its stomach as well. Oh, fuck. He's going to get food poisoning, though. <laughs> okay, Nasty. so you take 2d12 damage, Henry. Okay, how does that work with 
being dead. If you get to negative whatever your max HP is, you are dead forever. 2d12? Go ahead, Anthony. I don't roll my own damage. Oh, you don't roll your damage? No. When has that ever been the rule? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I like to think of that as like a rich person thing to say, though. I don't roll my I, own I damage. Don't, I have oh, people to do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to hurt me, you better roll it yourself, baby. Harry takes 13 damage. He's being swallowed by this thing. Glenn, you take 20 damage. Jesus. Jody, you're going to take... 15 damage, and Nicholas, because he's held up above the water, he only takes 1d12 damage. Oh, God. He only takes 3 damage. He's at 7 HP. He's at 7 HP. Son of a gun. So now, Henry, it is your turn. Give me a death save. So how do I do that? So here's how a death save works. When you have 0 HP or less, you go into death save mode. That means on your turn, you have to roll just a straight d20. It's luck. It's not modified by any stats. If the roll is 10 or higher, you succeed. Otherwise, you fail. On your third success, you become stable. You get one HP back. So you are essentially, you can't really do anything too sexy, but you're conscious and you're not going to die. You're stabilized. If you get three failures, your character is dead forever. If you take damage equal to your max HP, but like negatively, so if you have 50 HP as your max and you take negative 50 damage, you are dead forever, regardless of how many successes or failures you have. So on this turn of Henry's, go ahead and give me your first death save. Really, D20. You're going for 10 or higher. I got a six. Oh, no. All right, so that's one failure. You were two failures away from Henry being dead forever. Mm, great. Jody, it is now your turn. I want to have a conversation with Jody in this uh, yeah, yeah, little yeah. scene here, if we could, because we're all in the stomach here and we're flying away. Okay. My knees are buckling. And I go, Jody, there's a lot of crazy shit going on here, <laughs> but um, you're going to need to come to terms real fucking quick with the fact that you're part demon. And I know you don't want to think about it, but you can't lie to yourself forever. Believe me. That's what I did, man. I've been lying to Nick this whole time, and it tears me up more than anything else, more than more than any of this shit, man. I'm what I'm a DJ. Okay. <gasps> what are you talking about? You think I can make a living just playing Christmas music? What? There's 11 other months in the year, dude. The rest of the time I got a fucking public storage space in Rosita. I got some PA speakers in there. I play weddings and events. Oh my God. I, I'm more of a DJ than I am. A, a, a cool rock bard. <laughs> oh God. I've always kept it from Nick. Okay. Oh my. And I've been God. lying to him, and I can't ever, and I, and I realize, lying to yourself, man, you're only going to hurt yourself. I, I know Nick, and he's the kind of kid that doesn't care who, who you are. He doesn't care if you're a cop, he doesn't care if you're a rock star, he just, he just wants his dad, alright? So if you can just be a fucking dad for him, I don't think he'll care if you're a demon, but I could use you as a demon right now. You know when Henry, like, kind of offhandedly said that Glenn's special powers to get all the uncles on the dance floor? <laughs> he was right. I don't know how he knew it. He maybe sussed it out, but he was right, okay? <laughs> that is my special power. I, I play the fucking cha-cha slide, and the fucking uncles go crazy, okay? I know exactly when to drop the Cupid shuffle. I know nobody likes the fucking line dances, but I do it, okay? I fucking play the line dances. I play the fucking line dances. We gotta go. They're playing We Are Family. You know why I play the fucking line dances? It's not because I like them. It's because I have to. I imagine as I'm watching this, he's just sinking yeah, slower yeah, it's the, <laughs> into the beast. It's the scene from Volcano where the guy jumps off the, yeah, off the thing and he's like slowly melts in. It's just that. And he throws the guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Jody, I could use your help, man. So, Jody, as he's saying this, 
you hear that music. And you see a vision of yourself clad in fire, both shapeless and formless, except for the pure beauty of your flame. And you know, to more or less a certitude, that you could very easily get rowdy on these two abolists, that your level is considerably higher than theirs. That said, you also know that very much like Priggles, once you pop, you cannot stop. And who knows how, <laughs> how violent you may get once killing comes back into your uh, your purview as a character. That is just, it's a thing that I love to do. You lo- it's your favorite thing. It's great. That's what demons love to do. Hmm. And you may not be able to shut it off, but who knows? Hmm. Well, so the first thing I want to do, because it's my turn, correct? It is now your turn. Henry's in here. He's literally dying. Henry is in, in the other Abeleth. Yeah. literally He's dying. in the other Abeleth? Yeah. Henry is in Donald, yeah. but the rest of you are in Daisy. Is he within range? Uh, no. You were at 9 o'clock on the, the moat, and he is at 12 o'clock. I'm just trying to think. You also, you know, I know this... it seems like I'm trying to railroad you into this, but you genuinely don't have to. I have another way out of this that doesn't involve you turning into a demon. No, no. But at the same time, you know, maybe Jimmy Wong needs to get back to his life without the podcast. You know, maybe, <laughs> what? Maybe There's life without a podcast? Yeah, it, I just go straight to my other podcast. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast something called Beacon of Hope. Beacon of Hope is a spell that bestows hope and vitality. I choose any number of creatures within range for the duration. Each target has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws, and they regain the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing source. So if anything heals them, it immediately maxes it out. Whoa. It's a third level spell. That's a great spell. The fire of the acid on his skin reminds him of the flames. If you've watched the recent Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> the main character has flashes of Scorpion every time he looks at like an old picture or he hears the name. And that scorpion's stuck in hell, and it's surrounded by flames. And so that's sort of a similar, you know, I get my inspiration from movies like that. Okay. So if you're keeping track, the movies that you need to watch, dear listener, are Dante's Peak, Volcano, Mortal Kombat. Nobody feel the need to watch Mortal Kombat in order to understand what Jimmy's saying. I literally watch it. My eyes did not leave the screen, and I did not see that. (laughs) And what's stuck in my head is a weird combination of two things. So I start chanting as I begin to cast this spell and to imbue everyone around me with hope and vitality that we're going to get out of this. I start going, get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Get up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. Get up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. And it's starting to do this mashup with the Glenn also, for bardic inspiration, starts helping along. Like, It's a sweet medley. Only one that a DJ could imagine in their head. That's true. It's the ultimate mashup mix. Remixing it. I was going to say it's called Down with the Immigrant, but that's a really bad mashup title. No, Get up, come on, get down with the immigrant because you want to get down with the sick. Okay, sure, that's way better. So I'm getting down with the immigrant. As the drums peak, Jody just lets out a primal. Ah! And Glenn harmonizes. Joey like hears it and she's just starts doing this like stop 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 you're ruining it. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's like outside my vocal range. You guys all have to do it. Matt, go. You got it. Ah! And there we go. Matt is invited to karaoke. Ooh, that's good. And you're dying. That's your death curl. Henry does that as he's sizzling in acid in his sleep. Payton, what does Payton sing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, we need to hear the Ron harmonizing version. 
Oh my God! Holy shit! <laughs> so I would like to argue, Anthony, that the impact of this beautiful vocalization does cast Beacon of Hope on Henry as well, who will get a advantage on death saving throws. I like that. Okay, so as you embrace your inner truth and you hit that note, as you hit the drop on Immigrant Song, all the dads that you have befriended in the time that you've been together, however brief, although it has felt long at times, not because of your fault, it's more of an Anthony problem that it's felt long for a while, but like <laughs> in the time that you've been with them, all of their voices, without even them realizing it, they open their mouths and they also, ah, as you just heard, and they join you in this one moment of song. And inside the stomach of Daisy the Aboleth, where it's pitch black, there's a pinprick of light that appears within your chest. And that light, as you sing, gets brighter and bigger and brighter, and it becomes a flame. And that flame explodes outward from your chest, and it illuminates the face of Nicholas Foster. And you didn't see this when it was pitch black, but as Glenn was talking about how he had to lie to Nick about who he is and about being a DJ and all these things, Nick also felt something inside of him. His cheeks are wet with tears because it's so confusing and he feels his spirit being pulled in two different directions. He feels and hears within him and as Glenn talks, it gets louder and louder and he begins to understand the voice of Glenn Close is becoming familiar to him. He begins to remember the voice of Glenn Close in his ear comforting him when times are tough, sitting next to him and not talking when he gets home from school as they would just watch face off. Or play Call of Duty and fucking prestige twice. Or play Call of Duty or do any number of things that are not talking about his feelings. And as that gets louder in him, a fire ignites in his chest as well and it gets bigger and brighter. At the same time, both of your chests explode with fire. You become entirely a creature of flame and rock and vengeance and violence. And he becomes... Half of that. <laughs> he becomes exactly 50% of that. In the light of his own fire, Glenn, as you look up at him, for a brief moment, it's Nick. And he looks at you dead in the eyes. And for a second, all of his confusion and all of his fear and all of his panic are replaced with just the briefest flash of recognition. The world goes entirely quiet, and you see this child look at you, and he just says, almost to himself, but in a way that is crystal clear, as it just rings like a bell in your ear, he says, I'm ready. Ready for the yeah! big ride, baby! And he explodes, and his hair turns into fire, and a guitar appears in his hands, and the top of the aboleth explodes, and Ron is thrown into the air. Ron is eviscerated. Ron, suddenly you feel all the sadness in the world as the one person who truly understood you, his head just exploded, Aww. and you were once again alone with your thoughts. But fuck you, Whoa. we're not talking about you right now. Okay. Incredible. You fall into the moat. As you fall Jody, you remember, you are not Jody. You are Zhao Dei, the demon of rock and anger and pain. And you remember that when you were constrained in the battle axe of hatred, that there was one name written on it. And that one name <gasps> became a very big priority to you, that it was somebody that you would try to oh, save shit. at all costs. And that name was Hi, I'm Ron. So as Ron falls, you feel an instinct stronger than almost anything other than your obligation to your son to rescue Ron. The way he's falling, he's going to crack his head on the side of the moat, and it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm, no way. So what are you mm -hmm. going to do in this moment, Jody? now that you have the powers of a demon, you could go pretty buck wild, or you can Google, like, D&D. &D. There's a demon called Balor that I based a lot of your stats off of. 
Balor? B-A-L-O-R. A baller, if you will. Baller. Yeah, call me baller. Baylor, I believe. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I've exploded in light. I look as cool as the Balrog. Oh, my gosh. Look at all these things. Oh, I shit. Have. This thing's this fucking is... badass. Holy yeah, it's shit. very cool. <laughs> Guys, Jim, if he wanted to, he could take us down with him. He could kill every person on this podcast. <laughs> you could just end it right here, right now. End the podcast, you coward. I mean, if I'm not on the podcast, why should it continue? You know, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to look up and I spy Ron with my little eye and I go, I am Ron. And I'm going to teleport and I'm just going to blink out of existence okay. uh, with all my equipment up to 120 feet to right literally where Ron is and just do the thing where it's like in the lines across like it's anime. Some like fucking Goku. Goku shit. Yeah. 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 I Goku right up to Ron and literally as Ron's in the air, I Goku with my arms out. So he just gently lands in my warm, <laughs> extremely hot embrace, but I can control my flames <laughs> So I use it to make a nice bed for Ron's body and the rest of my body is, you know, it explodes in flames a little more because obviously I have to, you know, temper it here. That's dope as hell. It's so fucking cool. Really cool. It's fucking dope. <laughs> Very cool. I feel like now that you've done this, you also get a turn as Balor the demon. So you've done that. You saved Ron sort of as a reaction. From where you are in the sky, you can see Donald at the other end of the moat. Uh, and you could sense that Henry is inside of him. Oh my God! You got and Daisy is okay, right? Daisy's dead. You exploded the head off of Daisy. Zed's dead. Baby. He's dead. He just just blew off. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's why Ron's a little mad. <laughs> no more damage is going to get done to the kids or anything. They're all fine. They're fine. They're just in the we water. We all live happily ever after. Okay, when I talk about kids, I, I meant the other dads, by the way. Everyone is a kid to you now, Jimmy. You got to do that anime thing where you teleport and it's just like, oh, you didn't hit it at all, or did you? And it slides and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you just teleport to the other side of the mode and you stand there. It's like, what did he do? And then all of a sudden, the thing explodes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I do have um, a multi-attack. I can make two attacks, one with my long sword and one with a whip. Fuck, dude. So what I'm going to do is, now that I, I'm holding Ron, and I, I look at Ron and I go, Want to go for a ride? <laughs> I... Uh... No. <laughs> it's been a really hard day. I look down. Are we above the water now? You are above the water, yeah. Okay, I'm going to literally position Ron to drop down feet first in the way that you would go, and I just let go of him, so he drops into the water. <laughs> he, drops, he drops harmlessly into the water, like he just jumped off a diving oh, board. Oh, God. <laughs> As Ron down there splashes into the water, you see Nicholas the Demon, which we call him, should we come up? Nick D. You see Nick D. Nick Cannon. Nick, you see Nick Cannon. <laughs> you see Nick the Cannon Foster. His name is now Nicky Six. Nicky Six. Jump onto his flaming guitar and it begins to levitate and he just rises up to meet your eye and he just nods at you with flaming eyes and he goes... After you, Dad. Oh, damn. He has, like, a guitar <gasps> hoverboard. Isn't it Little Nicky the movie that's, like, in hell? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Little Nicky, unfortunately. It was when I was hoping nobody would mention wow. <laughs> Little Nicky, that's his name. Little Sorry. Nicky. Oh, damn. Do the voice. Chicago. <laughs> What's the voice? I don't know. I've never seen the movie. It's very bad. It's I did a perfect impression of it. It's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to use my whip, and I'm going to... And then we'll wrap the whip around. It can magically Wait, extend. Wait, I missed that you had a whip. I didn't even know you had a whip. Oh my god! Oh, it just gets cracking. better and better. He's got a lightning sword and a fire whip. That's what Balor has, or Baylor. Oh god. Okay, so I whip super hard, and it wraps around the whole body of the abolith that contains Henry. Mm -hmm. And as I tighten it, I look at Nick and go like, 
Your turn. <laughs> so as you tighten it and flames begin to cook the throat of the Aboleth as it's like, and Daryl, you can hear Donald going, dude, dude, don't let me go like this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> dude, dude, this Do sucks. Do something, this bro. Sucks, bro. Uh, I, uh, let me ask Henry what's up. You hear nothing. Because <laughs> Henry is dying inside of that thing. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'm coming. And I start swimming towards Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas flies toward the Aboleth on his guitar and then leaps into the air, reaches down, grabs his guitar, holds it up like a sword and slashes. And right where you've tightened the whip around his neck, he just whoosh chops into the neck of the Aboleth and basically slices it, not completely off, but just like in half. So now he's like a Pez dispenser, basically. And <laughs> green mucus and blood just begin to spurt out of it. Thankfully, none of it Henry's because you would be able to smell the granola. It is clearly dying and it starts to sink into the water and it is dead. It's dead. You both have, father and son, demonically, have killed the fuck out of this creature. Now, you are going to give me a wisdom saving throw oh. to make sure that you don't have a continued hunger for murder. Oh, no. Mm. I see. I do get plus two on saves, which is great. Oh, I rolled a natural one. What? what? <laughs> yeah, I rolled what? a natural You can see it right there. I rolled a natural one plus oh six. Oh, my I God. Plus are two you fucking throws, kidding me? But I rolled a natty one. That's all that matters. Oh. Are you fucking right. kidding me? So, My God. I wouldn't have it any other way. So you <laughs> All right, so you you destroy this thing, but you feel it. You've spent so long as Jody trying to be a good oh boy, God. trying not to kill anybody, trying to be a paragon of virtue and nonviolence. And now he's got a Brazilian wax. <laughs> and now you feel you you're in the killing mood and you have to kill I was the best boy. something. I was such a good boy. Else you feel it. You got you got to do it. So with that natural one, I just like instead of taking any oh, moment no. to process what just happened, I just get that like like happy look on my face like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. And I spin my head around and I scan below and obviously I'm not going to hurt Ron. That's completely still against okay. me. All right. All right. Go, go for Ron's it. My baby boy. Ron's the number one. You know, we all love Ron. His harmony was the best out of the whole group by street far. team, street team. And I just do the little like laser eye terminator point what does the scouter say yeah and i lock on to the most powerful person in the group the highest level person obviously with the biggest arm clearly because i would want to kill the strongest and i look directly at glenn close with murderous intent and you remember everything that happened to you when you were jody so you remember this guy <laughs> antagonizing the shit out constantly of you. trying to ruin your shit and trying to outdo you and arguing with you in front of your son and stuff so there's some of that residual anger is probably simmering a little bit below the surface yeah and as a rock and roll demon you know that as a dj he never paid for the music. No. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the... the <laughs> nothing but pirated... No ASCAP royalties coming from this guy. Just call me LimeWire. It does that anime <laughs> thing where it just cuts to the mouth and you just see Glad go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to take a legendary action, which is just I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, and... <laughs> As my whip sort of like coils back into my hand, this time I raise up my sweet lightning longsword and I do a cool like like I'm in Mulan or some shit, you know, and I and I okay. and then Glenn draws his gun. This is the <laughs> yes! fucking most oh, metal shit! fucking shit. That's Cowboy great. Yes. yes. So you've got the gun. Joe Demon has a, Joe Demon mm -hmm. has the lightning blade and Joe Demon begins to scream towards you like a 
bat out of hell, which she is, I and guess. Glenn pulls the hammer back. And let's see you dodge this. You can feel your hair begin to stand on end as the static electricity from the lightning blade begins to get closer and closer to you. Zack Snyder movie. Oh my god, this is so sexy. Okay, this is the ahead. fucking most metal this podcast has ever got. Our hair is both being blown back by what we're doing, and it's like a slow motion thing, like the Valkyries in the in Glenn's Thor. bullet meets your sword, but it's like two energy beams, and Glenn's gotta squeeze the trigger even harder to keep the bullet going. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be clear also, Glenn's holding the gun cool sideways, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, obviously. Oh, nice, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With one hand, yeah. With one hand, like the hair is kind of covering an eye. <laughs> Maybe not that, it'd be harder to aim, but you know what I'm saying. There's a little bit of blood dribbling out of the lip. Also, Ron is like looking for the lure and has is not looking at any of this. Yeah, Ron's, <laughs> He's, like, looking Ron's like, oh, I lost the lure. Yeah. Glenn, you feel your finger begin to tighten around the trigger of your human gun. Joe Demon, you feel the rush of adrenaline going into your hand as you prepare for the jolt as the sword enters Glenn's body and gives you that bloody satisfaction. And Glenn goes, hey, I always knew it and like this. And when the moment I became a Christmas <laughs> rock and roller, and that moment I picked up a guitar, I knew this is how I would end. <laughs> and then the last moment before you can make contact and blood can be spilt, a single guitar chord plays so loud that it deafens you. There's a shockwave, and suddenly... Glenn's hearing is already shot, so he doesn't react. <laughs> and suddenly, little Nick is floating between both of you on his guitar, and it blasts both of you backwards. And he looks at you, Joe Demon, and he shakes his head. And he turns, and he looks at you, Glenn, and he just gives you the smallest nod. Oh, God. Is it a down nod or an up nod? It's a down nod. <gasps> Dang, okay, shit. It's, hmm, it's not sup. Shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fuck, dude. There's clearly sup, which goes up, Fuck. and dung, which goes down. And he turns back to you, Joe Demon, and he goes, let's go home. <gasps> he makes a devil horns with his fingers, and he draws a circle in the air oh my God, that yes. cuts reality apart. Can you do his eyebrows right after <gasps> with, like, flaming fingers? He does, and, and the flames lick off the corners of his eyebrows. And little Nick cuts a hole into reality that leads directly to the infernal plane <gasps> where you can hear rock music and fire and screaming and pain and awesomeness. And he gestures to it, Joe Demon, and you know that your mother, Dee Snyder, is in there and she's waiting to see you. And it's been a very, very long time since you've seen her and she's waiting for her. And you know your place is in the, the infernal realm with your son and with your mother. You enter the realm of what's called our Rolodex and when you have a schedule opening, we'll bring you back in. Yeah, nice, You enter nice. the realm of Google calendars where the power of <laughs> scheduling will eventually allow you to return to this realm. Is Ashley Birch also chilling down there? Yes. And the, like the Hey Real, the Real People? They're all just yeah, Hey Real People down there. Yeah, yeah, Jen is down there. Damn, they're rocking out. What are you going to do in this moment to say goodbye? If at all. I take off my badge, which is dangling off of my now monstrously buff chest. And I look at it. And in the reflection, you know how it's kind of warped? It's like one of those moments where you Dang, see it. Dang, it's like the warped reflection, dude. So I look Shit. at it and I kind of see my face in it, both as human. And when I turn it a little more, it turns the demon and back to human. It's like Whoa. one of those pictures that you never want to touch. It gives you the yeah. icky wickies when you touch it, you know? And like, But you move the picture, you see both things. Yeah. So you sing reflection from Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> It cuts right down the middle of my face, and on one side, mm -hmm. I feel my family devotion requiring me to do something. Okay, so, actually, truly, that's what's happening. I don't shed a tear, but I definitely feel a tinge of an emotion that I think a demon never feels, because I'm supposed to be someone that gets powered by hatred and rage. And I remember that even though every single person in this family of daddies and friend Glenn... <laughs> 
has just taken extremely nonsensical actions and put us all in danger. <laughs> Always seem to forget that I even had kids. Just constantly we're doing things that were against my Jodie Foster nature. I still feel a deep, deep enduring love for all of them. But it's very distant, even as it was distant in Jodie as well, because he could never really let that part of him open. And as I feel that, the, the badge keeps turning and I get back to my really sick looking demon face. And I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's who I am. And I, bing, and I flick the badge down to Ron in the water. Oh no, I'm under arrest now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at Ron just knowingly that you're still my dude and I, I got to protect you. So uh, I'm here for you. Th- you look so scary. You, okay. you know how to summon me. You know? How do I summon you? You can feel... You get one save if you're ever really in danger and the conditions are right, we'll roll and there's a chance that Joe Demon will break the barrier between the planes and come to your rescue. Might not happen. He might roll poorly, but he'll know when you're in bad yeah. danger. Or I might be busy like reading a book or hanging out with my mom, doing it. He might be doing a Magic the Gathering podcast. He might be hanging out with Post yeah, Malone. Might be podcasting. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Okay. Podcast down in hell are pretty soon. Yeah, no, I understand. All right, so are you going to head through the portal or do you have anything else you want? Yeah, I'm going to uh, start flying towards the portal, tucking my wings in and just like a little comet on its way out. A bright shining star of a podcast. And everybody claps. <laughs> <laughs> Little Nick turns and gives a glance to each of the dads. I assume by this point you'll all have like dragged Henry back onto shore and healed him up and everybody's conscious and stuff. And Payton's there just pushing on, on Henry's chest, even though Henry's already awake again. One, two, three, four, five, bye, six. Bye, bye, Butterfree. Little Nick just looks across all of you wordlessly and then once again just locks eyes with Glenn. Glenn turns over to him and he goes, hey, Nick. Proud of you, buddy. He cocks a half smile at you and he throws up the devil horns. And I throw the horns back. And then he turns the devil horns into a middle finger and he jumps backward through the portal and he goes, ha ha! <laughs> and Glenn goes, nice. <laughs> yeah, and the portal closes behind him, leaving you in, in the silence as Joe Demon and Little Nick disappear back to their home. And for the second time in your life, you have lost someone very important to you. Glenn turns to the rest of the group and goes like, fucking Joe, the guy really milked his fucking exit, am I right? What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, Freddie Wong as Glenn Close, and Jimmy Wong as Jodie Foster. Theme song is All Right by Maxton Waller. Courtney Theron is our content producer. Ashley Nicolette is our community manager. Chad Ellis provides additional editing, and Robin Rapp is our transcriber. Special thanks to our patrons, folks like Matthew Modews, Mike Palfreyman, Nathaniel A. Collum, Sensual Sona, Ari King, Morgan Lisa, Linda Mervine, Arnaldo Liva, Clay Tilton, Ivan Sesson, Austin Ives, Matt Browns, Balal Balal, Yumiko Hampton, Caroline Berstad, Rachel Gaines, Gorloff, and Lucas M. Jansen. If you're hankering for more dad content, you can find it on our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. 
Talking Dad, which is available at all levels of support, is an after show where we talk about the episode and you'll hear tasty and tantalizing what ifs, including the dad facts too spicy to make it onto the main episode. There's a bunch of other rewards for you to check out as well. There's a Discord where we do listen along parties every time a new episode is released. It's a grand old time. Check it out. HTTPS colon slash slash patreon.com slash dungeons and dads. AOL keyword daddies. This episode marks, if everything goes according to plan, the last episode before we return to in-person recordings as everybody has been vaccinated. We've been holding off on recording the latter half of the final Star Wars bonus stretch goal until we can record in person. So that's where that is, and new patrons will have that to look forward to as well. That's right, we did a Star Wars miniseries. Check out our Patreon. You can find us on Twitter at Dungeons and Dads. Our subreddit is r slash Dungeons and Daddies. Merch and more at Dungeonsanddaddies.com. Hope everyone in the U.S. got their taxes done. Our next episode comes out June 1st. We will see you then. There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down. Never brought you down. And that flame explodes outward from your chest, and it illuminates the face of Nicholas Cage? No. What's your fucking last name? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Holy shit. Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect? Or are we? Or are we? Aura. We Aura. Aura Frames. Aura Frames. If you've got pictures of seals, I know where you should go. Crank them onto your Aura Frames and give it to your mom. There's a big scroll that you're like, I got to take a picture of that. Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. You can put pictures of seals on there if you want. You can put pictures of Seal, the singer, on there if you want. They allow you to share displays and put other like gross stuff on them for your goon room. It's true. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload. (laughs) Make a goon room your mom's comfortable walking into. (laughs) (laughs) Via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame. Listen to this, Anthony, with preloaded photos and memories. There we go. I preloaded my Aura frame with pictures of Pitbull and Pitbulls. So sometimes I get Mr. Worldwide and sometimes... (laughs) (laughs) No matter what, you win. I'm just being silly. I have great photos on my Aura frames and I love it. It's so a there. great Mother's Day gift this year, Beth. You could give mom. I already did. I did it for last month. You did one for my mom too. Moms fucking love moms it. Love moms love this shit. Moms love it. For aura. From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura. That's like a goon room that- for a mom is just supposed to be Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and select it. Go as in one there of- and you see how long you can go without calling your kids. <laughs> 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 And selected is one of Oprah's favorite things. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use the code DUNGEONS at checkout for your mom to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Haya. Oh, wow. I did not realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate. It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time when you talk about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom. That was my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom. But really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Oh, Most I thought you were going to say you replaced your vitamins with gummy bears. Because that would be that a, move. a smarter a move. I could have done that. Well, you might as oh, well, well, because most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute to Disgusting. a variety of health issues, 
Ew, gross. Haya fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, 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 B12. <laughs> that one came out weird. That was freshly here for vitamin B12. Oh, vitamin D. Oh, mama. B12. That's why this is all this is. Oh, my God. Mercy. Folate. Vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would that you, you imagine. say that this product is a hunka hunka burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door, so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good, even though I don't take I don't take them. Oh, my pills, <laughs> my gummies. <laughs> they also have a new kids probiotic and nighttime essentials. We worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash daddies. This deal is not available on their regular website. This is a special Secret URL. You understand? Deal. Deal oh. One for the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, HayaHealth.com slash daddies, and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.